0: I don't need to give me an extra time. I think I'm going to give you it right back to you. Um, the, the message tonight is um, it's on the older brother of the parable of the lost son. So um, before we begin, uh, um, would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we just uh, thank you again for another opportunity to stand, stand here and, and to be in your house um, God, God, we just uh, thank you for this time that we have together, and, we, and thank you for the time to to open and study your word. Uh, I pray we just read your word and consider what it says, and that you would place it in our hearts and minds, and when we would move closer to you from it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, so if you were here this morning, um, I was talking about having trouble figuring out what I was going to preach for this morning's service, and of course... That made it difficult for me to think about what I was going to do this evening, but what I um, what I eventually decided on was to um, and prayed about was to to talk about the parable of the lost son, but talk about the older brother. Um, last year, I had a chance to speak on Baptist Men's Day, and I spoke about the parable of the lost son, and but I stopped short of covering the older brother in that parable, and I've always wanted to finish it. And um, as I was preparing this week. Um, I was looking back at that, and maybe I should have just finished it, because it's, there's not a lot to it, but I, there's some good stuff in it, and then we'll cover it tonight, and, and I'll get you out a little early, I guess. Um, but whenever we talk about the parable of the lost son, we usually focus on the younger son and the father, um, and we forget about the older, son. the older son. The older son's response to the father is just as important to understand as the younger son. So let's look at the scripture and then examine it further. And for context, it's kind of hard to talk about the older son without remembering what the younger son did first. So we'll back up and, and look at what the, the uh, younger son did before we look at the older son. So um, if you would, turn with me to, to uh, Luke chapter 15, and we'll start on verse 11. Uh, he also said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father... "'Father, give me the share of the estate I have coming to me.' So he distributed the assets to them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered together all he had and traveled to a distant country where he squandered his estate in foolish living. After he had spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he had nothing. Then he, had, then he went to work for one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed pigs.' He longed to eat his fill from the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food, but, and here I am dying of hunger. I'll get up, go to my father, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. So he got up and went to his father. But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran through his arms. He ran through his arms around his neck and kissed him. The son said to him, "Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son." But the father told his servants, bring, "Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fatted calf." And slaughter it, and let's celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. So we get to the older son here. Now his older son was in the field. As he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he summoned one of the servants questioning what these things meant. Your brother is here, he told him. And your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because... Because he was, he has him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and didn't want to go in. So his father came out and pleaded with him. But he, repl- he replied to his father, Look, I have been slaving many years for you, and I have never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me a goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your assets with prostitutes, you slaughtered the fat." Calf for him, son. He said to him, You were always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again, he was lost and is found. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on the younger son because I've already covered that before, but um, the younger son. The younger son had done something uh, completely disrespectful and really unheard of at that time and in the Jewish community. He asked his father for a share of his inheritance before the father was dead. Then the younger son takes the money and squanders it on wasteful living. Then, when the younger son had lost everything and when he was at the lowest point possible, he finally realized where he was and returned home, and the father was waiting on him. The son had prepared a speech. And decided what he would say take decided that he would take any punishment the father would give him if he could just come back home. And in verse eighteen it says the younger son decided, I'll go up to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hard workers. And so the, the younger son goes to his father, and before he could even get home, his father was waiting on him. And met him in verse and verses twenty and twenty-one it says, So he got up, went to his father, but while he was while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with filled with compassion. He ran, threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And before the younger son could finish, his prepared speech, the father says, quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and then you know the rest. Um, He says, this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, so they began to celebrate. Um, Like I said before, and if you you didn't hear that sermon, but uh, like I said before, I think the simple act of turning From sin and returning home is what the father cared about the most. And he restored the son to his proper place in the family. But there's another son. And this is our focus this evening. In verses 25 through 32, we find out about the other son, and it starts this way. Now his older son was in the field, and he came near the house and heard music and dancing. know, there are many uh, interpretations about this parable, but all of them say that the older son... Represents the Pharisees and the religious leaders that were complaining about Jesus earlier in Matthew, in in Matthew chapter 15, verse 2, where they said, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Um, You know, I don't know about you, but I've I've been studying the Bible a lot closer the last year or two, and I love seeing the little stories between the lines. And, um, I might be wrong, but I noticed the father, and I I said this before in the previous um, sermon, but I noticed the father was waiting on the younger son to return back in verse 20 when it says, but the son was still a long way off, and his father saw him and was filled with compassion. But notice what the older son was doing. He was working. He never noticed his brother's return. He wasn't there when the younger son humbled himself and said, Make me one of your hired servants. Did this mean he wasn't concerned about him? Well, you could kind of say he wasn't. I don't know, but it, it, it just I think it's interesting to see. But we know the Pharisees had no desire to be among the people Jesus walked among. And then it says in the, that the older son heard music and dancing. And in verses 26 through 28... So he summoned one of the servants questioning them and questioning and what, what these things meant. Your brother is here, he told him, and your father has slaughtered, slaughtered the fattened calf because he, was, he has him back safe and sound. And then it says, then he became angry and didn't want to go in. So his father came out and pleaded with him. Why was the older son so angry? His father was happy in celebrating the return of his younger brother. Why would he not be happy as well? The younger son never did anything wrong to the brother. He did it, What he did wrong was to the father. Um, the, the Pharisees were similarly angry at Jesus for preaching to and being among the sinners. The older son said in verses 29 through 30, Look, I have been slaving for you. Slaving many years for you. I've never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me a goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your assets with prostitutes, you slaughtered a fattened calf for him. The older son claimed, I have been slaving for you for many years. And I have never disobeyed your orders. But was that true? You think back, what, what did Jesus say was the most important commandment? Well, in um, Matthew 22, verse 36, when, they, when one of the Pharisees asked him, he said, "The most important commandment was from Deuteronomy, chapter six, verse five, and it says, "Love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength." And Jesus said the second was from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Do not take, and this is from Leviticus, but he, he shortened it. But it says, Do not take revenge or bear a grudge against members of your community, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Does it sound like the older, the older son loves the Father or God with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his strength? He thought he was slaving for him. Um, and he doesn't doesn't even love his brother. How could he love his neighbor? And also, um, the other thing you noticed, I noticed, was um, the older brother says to the father. But when this son of yours came, he wouldn't even acknowledge that this was his brother. Um, in Romans chapter eight, verses fifteen through seventeen, Paul says. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you have received a spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children, also heirs, heirs of God, and co heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him we, so that we may also be glorified with Him. We are all children of the father and adopted into his family. Um, To me, I know the older son in this parable is supposed to represent the Pharisees, but sometimes can't we fall into that trap? We know we are saved by faith and not by works, but sometimes we can use our own works as a comparison to other people, as a way of measuring our own worthiness. I've been guilty of this myself. Um, you know, this morning when I mentioned I was trying to come up with a, uh, a uh, you know, what I was going to talk about as far as the sermon goes, um, I had two, two different topics I was praying about. One was uh, trials and one was worship. And when I was trying to think of the sermon on worship, I began to sound like the older brother in the parable. And, um, that's what kind of made me decide not to do it and then to talk about this. Um, we can, sometimes we try to justify our own, our own uh, worth with our own actions. Um, we should be happy anytime a child of God is found or returns to the Father. We need to find the same happiness the Father has when a lost person is found or a wayward Christian comes back home. So the the father says to the older son in verses 31 through 32, Son, he said to him, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And I I I love the way the father goes right back to the older son and reminds him that the older brother, or who the older brother was. The older son said earlier, but when this son of yours, but the father said, but we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. And then the father says, we, he, he was lost and is found. Um, like I was saying earlier, sometimes I think, I know that the older brother represents the Pharisees and the religious leaders, but sometimes even the Christian church can become almost uh, legalistic to a point where we can become and sound like the Pharisees. If the father can celebrate and rejoice over the younger son, why should the older son not do the same? And why should we not do the same? And Like I said, it was a short sermon, but that's that's, uh, all I've got. But um, again, thank you all for coming and uh, let us pray and we'll be done. Father, thank you for the time we spent together this evening, and I thank you for the truth in your word. I pray that uh, as we think about this message throughout the week, we remember that we should always welcome those who are new Christians and those who are wayward Christians who come back home and be as excited about them as you are. I pray that you would bless each person here tonight. In the coming week, keep us safe and bring us back to your house at the next appointed time. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Mm.